Well, welcome back to uh, Speedway New Zealand uh, podcast. Uh, and with the ongoing saga of COVID at the moment, uh, Zoe Irons, General Manager of Speedway New Zealand, and uh, special guest Elton Goonan, the uh, Chief Executive Officer of Motorsport New Zealand, because it's not just Speedway that's impacted at the moment with the confusion, we can say, uh, around this. It's every form of motorsport. Isn't that, isn't that right, Elton? Yeah, it is. It's 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 surprisingly how widespread it is, and um, it's gonna it's gonna impact not only the the sport but also the the the, the mental health of people as well. Um, so it's it's good that the the, the partners, you know, the the five five motorsporting bodies have uh, have linked together, and yeah, it's good to be here to actually be able to talk about it. Yeah, you say that the five of them, uh, Zoe. There's um, there's speedway, uh, motorcycling, go karts, uh, drag racing. And motorsport, and, yeah. And motorsport New Zealand. So we've, we've all come together. We're all faced with this. Um, last time we spoke, Zoe, we covered off on uh, how potentially we could deal with um, uh, putting a meeting on with COVID. Uh, and uh, we've come up against uh, an issue that um, you've you've been, um, well, we talked about the fact that you wouldn't be allowed to have people buying food from food carts. Yeah, apparently, if you go to any other sport, you're allowed to. That seems to be a bit weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a frustrating situation at the moment around food vendors at Speedway. Obviously, uh, we've got tracks operating at the current alert level two settings, um, and the government guidelines that we're in receipt of for events don't allow for food to be served from from food vendors. So um, unless they're seated, and um, there are a whole number of other restrictions that apply with that. But yet we're seeing a number of examples in other sporting codes where um, those rules either don't apply or they're not being adhered to. So it causes a lot of frustration for our sport. Absolutely. Perhaps someone who uh, may be involved with both motorsport and another sport might want to ask some questions on our behalf of the people who are supplying those. I'm just putting it out there. It'd be nice to have a level (laughs) playing field, wouldn't it? Um, With the um, uh, last week's announcement of um, the, God, it wasn't really even a shift. It was sort of massaging the the lumps of things. Uh, Is there any progress made with that at all or are we all tremendously confused and what the hell are the traffic lights i mean let's start off with where we're at at the moment how how does that change how can we possibly make things work uh under the um what was talked about last uh well actually even just a couple of days ago you know it, it it made no sense to me i sat down i went through it all two or three times and i thought okay while when you're saying it, someone clearly believes it. When you look at it, you sort of, this is inoperable. So you, you can't, I, I don't know. I mean, how, how does it work? Uh, Any thoughts? Yeah, we, we currently, or we now have, what is an outline for a traffic light framework. Yeah. Um, so it really is kind of resembles kind of a bit of a pictogram at this stage because there's no detail. Um, we were updated yesterday um, by the good work of the New Zealand Events Association to say that um, they're expecting legislation throughout the month of November to support that um, traffic light framework and um, sector guidance throughout November. But we're still kind of four or five weeks away from A, having the legislation that supports the traffic light and B, having the guidance on how we can operate under the traffic light. 
right and, that, and, that, and that's that's the key part is 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 yeah as as an industry and we're not we're not alone you know whether it's events whether it's hospitality whether it's retail we're, we're all in that same boat is that we can't we can't move forward until we actually know how we're going to move forward um and and it's it's kind of like they've they've turned around and, and hung this pretty thing off off a pole that's got three different colors on it and said oh look at that this is pretty isn't it then somebody turned around and asked, how's it going to work? And there's, there's silence. And that's, that's kind of what it feels like from, from our point is that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of superficial thought gone into it, but, but no actual substance. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're sitting here chomping at the bit. We've got, you know, between the three codes, you know, we've got over nearly over, yeah. I would say a thousand events that are going to, going to be wow. affected um, over this, this sort of coming period. And then our sport alone in the last four months, we've lost um, 70, 80 events um since since the august lockdown so it's it's significantly affected us and you know we've got so many people in auckland and like like everybody auckland's such a big key to 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 the the country um you know a a quarter of our no sorry three quarters of our sport have some links to auckland somehow and so if we if they can't get out or they can't act or they can't take part then, um, then it, it's significantly affecting the sport, and you know we we, we talked about it earlier about the, the mental well-being and you know sport. At the end of the day, people do sport for a release, and if they can't do sport to release, then then they're going crazy. And and most of the people in our sports have been doing this for donkeys years, um, and this is the only thing they know. And so um, yeah, so to to have no guidance and and not going to have any guidance until you know early December. Is, is making it hard for us to plan for for our coming season. Yeah, um, the uh, one of the big things about um, any motorsport is the health and safety aspect of it, which is um, paramount. With uh, the confusing rules and regulations that are coming in, and just um, the other the other week, there's there's talk of um, any outdoor event. I mean, I mean any outdoor event, you won't be able to go to it unless you're double vaccinated. You won't be able to do this. And there's the controversial aspect of uh, no double vax, uh, no job. But with a lot of motorsport, a lot of the, um, I guess, uh, work around the tracks uh, is done by volunteers. How, how do you police something like that? Is there any guidance on that? Nothing at this stage, Nick, which is probably the one of the most frustrating points is that, you know, it's volunteers, for, whether it's the Lions Club that, that man gates or clear up or do things. There's, there's a whole load of other um, small societies involved in Speedway as well and other motorsport codes where they provide services. But we've got no clarity around the volunteer aspect at this stage. We know that it affects um, paid employees, as in, as in PAYE, but we don't mm-hmm. have any clarity around the volunteer aspect at this stage. And, and then how you put the systems in place to, you know, it's additional staff and resource on event organisers as well to manage that process as well through the gate. No doubt about it. Yeah. And of course, at, at the end of the day as well, sorry, Nick, the, um, yeah, if, if, if these people are volunteers, then, then it's, it's going to be very, very hard for, for a code or any code or any sport, any organisation to, to enforce, enforce this stuff on, on a volunteer when they're giving out their time freely, they're, they're, they're doing something because they love it. And, and, you know, we do, we do know people do have their own principles. So we do have to also remember that we have to have to allow freedom of choice um, on some things. And some people may medically not be able to do it. So yeah, without any guidance and any, any sort of any support from the, 
the the government around on how this is going to happen, then um, yeah, it's where we're we're sort of swimming around in circles. Uh, and and as uh, we sort of briefly touched on before, uh, with the changes uh, just involved, if we just look at that little part of it, it changes the whole um, health and safety aspect of trying to put on an event. I mean, something that you've done before where you have a health and safety plan, you know exactly what's going to happen. We've got another layer placed on top of that with a layer within that that changes absolutely everything before we even get there. How do we deal with this? That's the question for you guys. I think it, a lot of it actually falls more on the event organisers in some of this stuff. Uh, our, our focus at the moment under the level two settings um, to our officials has been, you know, obviously keep themselves safe uh, when they're interacting with, with people. They should be wearing a mask. Uh, if they're indoors, they should be wearing a mask. But ultimately, our expectation is that they're not the COVID guideline police. They've got enough, you know, within their current realm of duties to kind of worry about. Um and they are ultimately volunteers too. So, um, yeah, but there are, it's certainly going to put a huge amount of workload on what are also a lot of the time volunteers, be it yeah. clubs and stuff, um, to, to put these systems and controls in place. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about that, and I think it's well worth pointing out that there have been some events and they've seemed to have gone off without a hitch. No, no problems, uh, no issues with it. So, uh and seeing that there for me is one thing is why doesn't someone in a position of power that makes these decisions have a look at what we're actually doing, you know, and say, well, this is actually working, you know, perhaps there's a lead that can be taken from what we're actually doing at the moment. And I think that's pretty much the kind of rationale for trying to, you know, rejoining forces uh, with a group where we've already had successes in the past in health and safety and bits and pieces is that we're all kind of, we've all got some very common areas where we would like to gain that traction on. And if there's, you know, five groups rather than one kind of trying to, you know, shout and get some, you know, attention, yeah. uh, we've got we've got way better chance. Um, but it's certainly... Um, you know, there are other outdoor events that probably have the same kind of uh, common themes that we do, but it's really just trying to get our numbers together so that we've kind of, we're all on the same page, we're all trying to ask the same questions, um, and we're all kind of sharing the results, I guess. So that's been our focus. Yeah. All right. So someone uh, within our community has uh, an idea, something they want to share with, how do we get that to the, the wider motorsport community so that we can uh, all get behind it, examine it, you know, and do the government's job for them. Yeah, I think, I think the, the big thing is, is, I mean, I know this is, this is, this is a, a really good Speedway NZ um, podcast that we're going out on. So, you know, if it's a Speedway person, then it's, it's contacting Zoe. Um, you know, it's, it's feeding that information back to, back to your governing body. Um, and yeah, for motorsport, it's me. For for motorcycle, it's it's Mike Kerrick, who's actually um, he he took over the job four weeks ago and actually hasn't met half his staff yet. So uh, he's come and do a bit of a, a bit of a snow fight and kart sport. You've got Graham Moore, um, drag racing. You've got um, Monique there. So it's, it's feeding that information back, and we're we're collating that at the moment. Um, and Graham's actually acting as our, our point of contact on that. He's he's quite driven on it at the moment. Um, so he's he's kind of collating all of that, putting it together and, and feeding feeding that back in. So we're we're getting you know a full force behind it um, instead of just uh, a dribs and drabs like Zoe said. You know, ones and twos doesn't really get you get you much traction. But when there's five of us, um, we, we're going to get our voices heard a little bit easier and a little bit better. Right. 
so how are we all doing? How are we all feeling at the moment? Do we see anything before Christmas, perhaps? Uh, I know. I know from our side, we've we've for for the Auckland and the Waikato region, we've basically written the rest of the year off. Wow. Um, I mean, we we've got we were supposed to have um, three rounds with our national promoter, running two rounds of our national championship, our endurance championship. We've got we've had uh, we've got club of clubs club events with Auckland Car Club and HRC events. We just we had the call last night and they've they've just pulled the pin on them. It's just there's too much uncertainty from our side, and you know there's there's even some some questions about actually the viability of of running some of our events in January due to the volume of people that need to attend those events that are coming out of Auckland. So um so yeah so from from our side definitely the the Auckland Waikato region really we're not we're not 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 hopeful for the 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 between now and Christmas. Speedway-wise? Yeah, we're in a position, uh, the board are actually due to meet early next week to discuss the, you know, the current, well, the future of the championships for this season. Um, it, it doesn't look flash. We've got some major championships hosted in the Auckland Waikato region that are, uh, we're reliant on for some of those big meetings where we're kind of, you do need that um, vaccine certificate or, or the removal of the one meter distancing to get that capacity stuff going. Um, so there's a whole whole raft of things for the board to kind of weigh up next week, and uh, we've had some feedback from promotions. And yeah, I guess it's um, a crystal ball would be really <laughs> handy about now. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's really really challenging. We've got a huge amount. We've got but we've currently got five tracks locked up, as you know, with the with the three in Auckland and the two in Waikato joining them. Um, Bay Park are heavily impacted as a result of being a vaccination centre and other bits and pieces. They're currently held hostage kind of almost by the DHB there because of what they need to do in the community, which is the, the right outcome. Um, but obviously it does still impact Speedway. Um, they've got a promoter that's you know can't get to his track out of Auckland. So you've got, <laughs> and ironically, they've got a steward who's now who lives in Tiaumutu who's locked up in the you know like you've got all yeah. of this stuff to consider and it's really challenging. So yeah, but um, I will say that a lot of our speedway tracks have been really proactive. You know, um, Bay Park with a with a vaccine effort, um, Palmerston. I think there was one at Western Springs, um, Nelson. There's been a whole lot of proactivity. Um, around it but ultimately we just need the detail and, and where we know that we're now a month away from that so that's probably the frustration on our part all right in the coming uh month uh if you can get near to any motorsport and um support the people that are putting it on for you support the promoters support the competitors then please do i mean let's keep uh, the, the flag flying for motorsport doesn't matter what you like if it rolls on wheels and it's got an engine get out there and say thanks to everyone getting involved with it and hopefully uh thanks to uh you guys we can get this thing rolling again because you know if, uh, it's a dumb thing to say if anybody can it's motorsport people when it, when it comes down to the crunch someone will always find a way of doing it it's one of the most undervalued uh outdoor events in the world uh, particularly in this country, but it is one of the most successful. And people need to kind of realise that without the work that um, is done behind the scenes uh, for for all tracks, um, we uh, we still find a way of doing it. You know, we absolutely get on with it. And I, I really think we they're going to realise, they're going to realise, it's not an us and them situation. Um, the, the New Zealand public will realise that you want some great entertainment. It involves wheels. Absolutely. Yeah. 
We want great entertainment and we want clarity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll catch up in a month's time, shall we, guys? <laughs> yeah. 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 No. It'll be, I say, there's, there's, it's, a, it's going to be good once we can get going. But like Zoe said, it's that clarity, it's that direction that we need. And um, but I know when we do get it, we're going to be, the five of us will be definitely knocking something out pretty quickly and, and getting our sports really up and running as quick as we can because, yeah. It's a it's a good form of entertainment, and whether it's whether it's dirt flying or tarmac or whatever, it's um it's a it's a great way to, to actually spend an evening. All right, that'll do then. <laughs>